0: Hey there. Welcome to the podcast. It's Julie here. I'm the co-founder and owner of a natural shift along with my sister Carrie. We believe in a holistic approach to health and in caring for the one body that God gave us through real foods, daily movement and natural tools like essential oils. We started this podcast because we believe that it is in those daily habits that the real progress and lasting change happen. Here's what you can expect. Each week on Wednesday, we'll bring you a topic, a concept, or an inspiring interview. And some weeks, we'll be sharing a Monday mini episode, all with the intention of helping you take the upgrade to become the best version of yourself. So speaking of upgrading, you are actually taking an upgrade right now just by listening to this podcast because you are growing your mind. You're learning, right? You're learning healthy habits. You're learning what you may want to put into action that can help you upgrade in even other areas of your life. So I want to ask you for a favor. Would you be so kind as to share this podcast, uh, this episode, or just the podcast in general with someone that you know it would resonate with. Maybe share it on your social media. Maybe if this episode really resonates with you, share it with a friend that you know needs the information too. That's really how we get our message out and how along with you, we can help others take the upgrade too. So let's talk for just a minute. I wanna kind of briefly introduce you to my guest today on the podcast. Her name is Jordan English. So just a little bit about Jordan, and then we'll dive right into the interview. Jordan was on the path to become an accountant so that she could provide a stable income for her daughter as a single mom. That all changed when she met her husband, her now husband, (laughs) and they were expecting a child together. Jordan's plans went from becoming a certified public accountant to working for her boyfriend as an operations manager for his real estate business. Jordan's desire for a stable income did not go away. So she decided to dive headfirst into the world of becoming an entrepreneur. She immediately kind of identified the roller coaster of income that that lifestyle provided and she quickly found a way to stop that roller coaster and also grow. We'll explain more in in the interview. This will all become clear. But through all of this, Jordan learned that to have the life that she always dreamed of, she needed to become financially free, to become healthy, which she's going to talk about her health journey as well, and to become a master of relationships and leveraging. She is just such a gem, and I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. So let's get started. All right, well, Jordan, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. And I want to start just by having the listeners learn a little bit about you. So could you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, Are you married? You have kids, college, career, that kind of thing.
1: Okay, yes, of course. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Jordan English, and I live in Pensacola, Florida. I am a mama of two babies. I am a wife, and I am a co-owner of a real estate team here, and I'm also a podcaster. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. <laughs> Still getting over a little congestion. Um, but I, uh, my background, I was... I started my journey really as a single mom when I was 19 years old and I knew that I was going to have to reach for more in order to be able to provide for my daughter by myself. So I got a scholarship to go to school or back to school rather. And I got a degree in accounting and I knew that I was going to be able to have some sort of stability with that degree. Um, So that's why I chose that degree. Cause I mean, and you can get hired anywhere (laughs) with that degree. So um, in the last semester of college, I actually got pregnant with my boyfriend and Um, I was finishing up internships. And so by the end of like my college education and the end of my internships, I was about 30 weeks pregnant. So, or by the end of this last internship and no one's going to hire a pregnant girl that's 30 weeks pregnant. So my boyfriend said, just come work with me. And he had been in, in real estate for eight years and he's just, he needed a lot of help and he knew that i was good at social media and you know accounting and business i had a lot of business sense and so um he just begged me and was like this will work out i promise you and um it was really hard because i had been working so hard for independence And for me to have to revert back to depending on someone was really, really, really hard for me. Um, but it turned out to be the best thing that's ever happened to me. So fast forward a few years, um, now my daughter is six and our son is two and we've been married for a year and a half and we have, um, doubled our business two years in a row in the real estate industry and I've started a podcast and right now I am living life on purpose and I am just like over the moon happy.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that. What, what an, uh, an inspiring story because you know, some, some people may have, you know, had a situation like you had, you know, you, you got pregnant when you were younger and, and could have, you know, not went on to pursue, you know, what they knew they were meant to do or their dreams or do you know what I mean? Like could have taken Mm -hmm. that as, um, kind of like they were down and out and didn't really know where to go. And I know that's what you talk about a lot is kind of living the life of your dreams. Your, your podcast is called The Life For Me, right? Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and tell me, how long has, have you had the podcast? Um, I started it in January.
1: For, I launched the first week of January of 2019, so um, about eight
0: months now. I love it. We're, we're about the same. We launched September, will be our year anniversary. So. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun, too. Um, that is how Jordan and I connected was through um, Instagram, and we're doing a little uh, pod swap. So um, Jordan's going to interview me for her podcast as well. So I love just meeting inspirational women and connecting in this way. It's so much fun.
1: Oh, yeah. So much fun.
0: So let's talk now, um, about your story because I'm really interested and I think that it's going to be, you, you know, you've already already kind of given us a little bit of a sneak peek, but let's, um, let's talk about your story. I think it's going to be really inspiring, um, to so many. So share a little bit more about that and about kind of being a, a single mom and, and what all that looks like and maybe some of the struggles that you went through.
1: So, um, whenever I was a single mom, just to back up just a little bit, um, I was 18. I met a much older guy that swept me off my feet and we, um, got pregnant very quickly. I was very young and, um, immature and also very, um, what's the word naive and I we got pregnant very quickly. And in South Alabama, if you get pregnant, you plan a wedding. That's just what the, your mom and daddy tell you to do. And that's what you do. So I, we planned a wedding for a few months later and um, a week before the wedding, we had a miscarriage and um, everyone was like, well, are you still getting married? You know, cause wasn't that why you were getting married is cause y'all were having a baby. And I was like, no, we're in love. We're going to get married anyways. The invitations are sent. I have a dress. We're doing it. So um, fast forward a little bit. A few months into our marriage, we get pregnant with my daughter, like immediately. And so it was a shock to me. Um, I couldn't be excited. I just like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was starting to figure out that the person that I was with was not who he said he was. So um it was very a lot of stress to my body a lot of like i had to go get a job um it was a lot of financial stress still being married um and a few months into that relationship um and being pregnant um, or a few months into that marriage, I was, we were going to the doctor cause we were pregnant. <laughs> and so um, we kept going to the doctor and they kept asking about our insurance. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it covered. And a few, after a few appointments, I was embarrassed because I was like, you don't, we have insurance. You know, I was only 19. I don't know how that stuff works. <laughs> so um, I was like, don't we have insurance? And so I got fed up and I called the insurance company and Um, they were like, well, we have a wife on here, but it's not you. Yeah. And I was like, um, excuse me, what do you mean? (laughs) Well, what's her name? And, um, they of course couldn't tell me anything. So I confronted him and he had not only been married once before, but twice before I was his third wife and he was still married to the second one.
0: Oh so my word.
1: It was, I mean, it was absolutely insane. Like, I can't make this stuff up. And so, um, you know, I'm just like, I'm about to have a baby. I have no idea what to do. So we had our daughter, Avery, and she just flipped my world upside down. She was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my whole life. I knew in that moment that there was nothing that was gonna stop me from providing for her. And giving her the best life possible. And so I started to stand up for myself. I started to, you know, things started to crumble more and more because I wasn't allowing stuff to happen. And it eventually all fell apart. And I was able to get an annulment. And, um, you know, I got things worked out and he eventually moved back home to where his family's from. And, you So then I was officially a single mom, even though I had pretty much been the whole entire time. And so that brought on a whole new world of problems of providing for this little baby by myself, you know, trying to figure out all the things of being a new mom, but also doing that alone. Um, And then I knew that the situation that I was in where I was working, you know, 40 plus hours a week and then not sleeping by having a newborn or, you know, a eight month old at that point. Um, and, just really like staggering bills to be able to survive and I was on welfare and Medicaid and all of these things just to get by and I was so ashamed and I was on I would go to the grocery store at six o'clock in the morning to buy groceries with food stamps because I didn't want anybody to see me and I knew in those moments I was like I will never live life like this again this is not my life. This is not what God had planned for me. This is not how my parents raised me. It was like, how did I get to a point where I'm on Medicaid and food stamps just to survive? So then I kind of had a light bulb moment of the career that I'm in. I'm never going to be able to provide for my daughter in the way that I need to. So I talked to my parents, I moved back home with them and they're amazing. And, um, my mom said that if I could get a scholarship, then she would take care of everything else. Because I knew that if I went to school full time, I wouldn't be able to do that and work. Mm -hmm. So, um, Thank the Lord for amazing parents. And so I went back to school. I got my degree. I, but in the middle of all that, um, you know, going to school as a single mom when you're 20 and everyone around you is like 18 and they're just, you know, partying all the time. It was so hard to do, like be in such a different point in my life and going back to school with people that were still around my same age. I was just light years from them. Like I couldn't even relate to them at all. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest struggles were not having any friends, um, be feeling very alone. And the biggest one was the financial struggles of it.
0: Mm. I can, oh my goodness. Like so many things I was taking, (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. I mean, I can't really imagine how alone you must have you probably felt like an outsider you know oh. and and i think that um that's actually a good point and kind of a good lesson for all of us at some point in our lives we've all probably felt like an outsider it could even be in our own family like maybe you know we have other you know, ideas on the way we want to live. And maybe somebody in our family, you know, doesn't necessarily agree with that way. I mean, it could be something small, but you kind of feel like an outsider. And, and so I think often when that happens to people, they can really get so down that they let that define them and then never get out of that. And then that creates all of this depression and just, it's a spiral, right? So, so I'm curious, like, how did you, what do you think really helped you? Obviously your parents, you obviously have, a, I, I second that there's nothing like amazing parents. Um, but obviously they helped you, but what do you think really made you not give up and quit? Was it like looking at your daughter every day and you were like, she's my inspiration. Like this is, I have to do this for her or what else? Was it your faith you know, kind of talk around that for just a minute.
1: Of course. So the two biggest things were, um, were my faith. First of all, I've always, I grew up in church. I've always been like the sappy person that like cries every time like someone goes and gets baptized. <laughs> um, and I never wavered from that, even though um, I had times where I felt really unworthy. I felt really ashamed um I felt like I didn't do things the way that I was supposed to do and in that moment I was like oh that's why God says to do it in this way because that's what is the best way and the easiest way because you're meant to share this with someone you're not supposed to do this by yourself um I felt really unworthy um and But I knew that I was worthy. I knew that God loved me. I knew that he had a bigger plan for me. And um, I just, even though I wasn't going to church like every Sunday like I had before, like I still prayed. I still had him in my heart. I still believed in his plan for me. Um, I That was probably the number one thing. And then the number two thing is Avery. Like my daughter um she is the most incredible little girl i mean she was always my ray of sunshine um she the best part of my day was picking her up it didn't matter what was happening i could just look at her and it would all be worth it um i get so emotional um sharing this story but whenever i started um pursuing my degree, I drove around the campus like after signing up and everything. And I didn't know this, but I'm really big on visualization. Um, I just figured out what that was, but I've been doing it my whole life. (laughs) I could just see and I could feel. um, I knew that one day I was going to have that degree and I was going to be so proud of myself and I was going to do it for her, and I knew that she was going to be proud of me, and I knew that whenever she got older, she would be able to say that my mommy did everything she could to provide for me, and um, there's a picture. um, The day that I graduated, and I walked, and I have on my cap and gown and everything, and um, she is hugging me and sorry no um, i'm about to cry oh my gosh yes no sorry um, no, no. <laughs> she's squeezing me tight and um i hugged her and i was like i did this all for you every class every um every day driving back and forth an hour every um every hard thing that i had to go through to get this degree was for you and um i I think that is so, it's not about the degree itself. It's about proving that you put your mind to something and promising yourself that you're going to do it and then actually completing it that like after doing that, y'all, I can do anything. If I can be a single mom and go through college with little teeny boppers that I can't relate to <laughs> and you know, an accounting degree is really hard. Um, I like there's nothing that I can't do.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. That just okay. First of all, let me just wipe my eyes here because <laughs> I love that you shared that. Um and what you just said about, you know, you can do anything. I think that when we have even though that was a huge win, I think even sometimes what I've noticed is when we have small wins in our life, it just breeds more and more confidence, and then we you know we go, "Oh, well, if I can do this thing, you know I talk a lot about food and nutrition and and so I always give the example of people that I know who have um, stopped drinking sodas, which seem like such this like overwhelming like, "Oh my gosh, I can never give this up and then when they you know do something like that they 're like it just I see it in them, it gives them so much confidence to then go. what else could I do? Like what other, Mm -hmm. yeah, what other, um, you know, goal or dream do I have? And that, that kind of brings me, um, to a point about this visualization. I love that you shared that as well, because I think that there's so much more awareness now around mindset and how really everything that we do, everything, That we need to conquer, it really all starts in the mind, right? Because you, you have to believe that you can do it. And sometimes you don't believe that you can do it, and you but you have to start telling yourself, you know, these positive things, affirmations. But a big part of that too is visualizing what you actually want for your future. Nothing is, you know, coincidental. I mean, I don't believe that. I believe, you know, God orchestrates everything. And so What's interesting is you you talked about visualization and how you had been doing that really your whole life, but you didn't know that that's what you were doing. So I was on a run this morning before, you know, we got on the podcast and I was thinking around the concept. I was, listen, I was listening to another podcast and um, I think something was brought up about visualization and I started thinking about it and thinking that I've always been like a i would I just used to call it a dreamer, like I would you know dream and um fantasize about certain you know way that I wanted my life to be or whatever, and I used to think that that was a bad thing. I used to be like, well, you know why are you having all of you know these like dreams and fantasies like your life will never be x, y and z like whatever it was I was thinking about at the time, but then on this run this morning, I was like. That's what I've been doing the whole time and what makes me think that I could not create that life if you can see it and you know you can dream it then I believe that it's for you you know um and I believe that God puts those visualizations and those dreams in our mind for a reason to show us hey this is if you follow me and you you know walk the path with me I'm I create amazing things, even out of your pain, just like you were saying, you know? And, and so anyway, I just thought it was really interesting that you brought that up, that you've kind of always done that, but you didn't really know what, what you were doing, you know, and I really feel the same way. It's so so interesting.
1: Yeah, I, um, it's come out to me recently. So I hired, um, a health coach and because I, totally different subject, but I've been up leveling ever since I started this journey, like podcasting, online coaching, um, trying to figure out what all that looks like. I have just, and building a real estate team at the same time, I have just been up leveling like every single day. It's like, it's a lot. So, um, I, in the middle of all that, I let go of my health and i had like y'all I had a sinus infection for like 3 months. I couldn't breathe. I was coughing every time I like opened my mouth. <laughs> I would cough. Um so it was really really difficult and I just got really fed up. So I Went through a lot of things. But, anyways, I hired a health coach because I I need energy. I need to be able to have the energy to serve my audience. I need to have the energy to serve my babies and be there for my husband and build this team and pursue my dreams. And that all starts with health and nutrition. Um, but she said She's like, I really want you to start visualizing your body, um, because I've always visualized like my career and my babies and like the house that we're gonna have and you know material things, um, or business things, goals that I want. But I've never stopped to do that for myself in the way that I feel, the way that I look, the way that I. Um, have energy. So I. Um, that's one thing that she recommended to me. And then it started, this whole word visualization kept popping up over and over again. And what that has taught me is um, as much as I want those things, those goals, those dreams, I also need to do that for my spirit and my mind and my body to feel good, to love the way that I look, to look at exercise as a privilege, not as a chore to look at foods um, and think of what's going to bless my body instead of what's going to um, make me feel good for just a second and then make me feel bad later so that's how visualization is showing up for me right now but um, I encourage all of the listeners like if there's something that's popped up in your head ju- Julie just like you said it is possible like me driving around on that campus visualizing the day that I was going to walk like y'all that came true mm. I visualized my podcasts. I visualized the reviews that I would get. And whenever um, I launched my podcast and those reviews started coming in, they were exactly what I wanted them to be. And I don't think that's a mistake. That's not
0: a coincidence. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh my goodness. Uh, I just have chills. Like I just have whole body chills. I love it. Uh, Well, I didn't, I didn't, I want to piggyback in just a minute on um, this kind of health journey, I want to talk about that in just a few minutes. But let's go back because I know everybody is wanting to know, like, okay, where did your story go next? Like, we can't leave it hanging, you know. So you graduated. So tell us, kind of, you know, the rest of the story. Um, and two, I want to know in that what made you want to start this podcast because I feel like, and I could be totally wrong here, but most um, people that I know that have podcasts, you don't see a lot of real estate agents that have podcasts. I mean, am I right about that? I don't know um, a lot. There's
1: a lot of um, real estate podcasts but they're more like, here's how to invest or here's how to create an Airbnb or stuff like that. It's not, um, it's not like a whole, it's not a wimp woman's take on it. Does that make sense? It's not like, here's how to balance real estate and family. It's yeah. not like that. So, or okay. I haven't found one that's like, that that I like Mm -hmm. um but yeah so um so after I graduated um I was with my husband my now husband um and we were having a baby and so I started to work for him and like six weeks later our son Benjamin arrives and um once my son was six weeks old we hired a at-home nanny to come in and I started working with him as much as possible and um one of the biggest things for um our business like the biggest note that I want to give you guys is if you're in a service industry that is commission based um you know you get on a roller coaster And that rollercoaster – and that's, like, why people don't go into real estate or don't go into commissions because they're, like, I can't handle that instability. I can't handle that uncertainty. And, you guys, I was on the track to be an accountant, like – I have wanted the most certainty and the most stability possible. And to go from that to a hundred percent commission with a family of four was terrifying. Mm. And so, um, and my, hu- my husband and I both had a lot of debt. Um, he had credit card debt and I had like student loan debt. So together we just made like a perfect debt match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um, And two, like we had bills to pay and daycare and like all these normal expenses. And um, my husband had like a really opposite view of what to do with money than I did. And so we, I remember it was like right after we had our son, it was like one of the biggest commissions that we had gotten since we've been together. And my husband took that whole commission check and paid off a credit card. I was like, Hey dude, like we still got to buy groceries. Like now we got to go use that card to buy groceries. So it was just a mess. It was just a hot mess. And I was like, no, sir. Mm -mm. We can't live like this anymore. I'm getting off the roller coaster. So what I did is I structured his business like a business. He wasn't treating it like a business at all. He was treating commission checks like paychecks. Mm -hmm. And guys, they are not the same thing. Mm So um, I restructured his whole entire business. I started doing salaries and income taxes and um, paying ourselves like a certain amount. And that's what we lived off of. And we started setting goals and I was pushing him and he had accountability. And guys, we um, doubled our business the first year and then we doubled it again the second year. Wow. It was insane what just some structure and stability brought to our business. Um, and in the middle of all that, I was going to get my master's degree. I um, We were planning a wedding. I had two kids. Um, what else was I doing? I'm just insane. <laughs> um, so I... Um, The week or the month of our wedding in February 2018, um, I was in my, I think, second or third semester of my master's degree, and I had a paper due on the day of our wedding, and our business was taken off, and I was like, dude, why am I doing this? Why am I getting a master's degree that I'm not going to use and paying all this money? So um, that's the first thing that I've ever quit. Um, was that master's degree. And I was very upset about it because I'm not a quitter, (laughs) but it just didn't make sense. So um, we get married. I get my real estate license. um, We become an official team and we start. And one month later, we were number one in our market center. And then um, we have just been like on a nonstop train, but to bring it back to the podcast, Um, I'm very big on like business social media and I really wanted to do it in a different way for our real estate company. I wanted to um, be more personable. I wanted to have more diverse content because real estate, Um, agents in our area at the time were just like, here's a three bedroom, two bathroom house at 1700 square feet with wood floors. And I was like, no, like people need to get to know us and why we're amazing and why we're going to take care of them. Um, Because a second point is there's a lot of part-time agents in our area and all of our eggs are in one basket. So um agents in our area were just keeping their marketing like very just like everybody else. And I was like no, I want to do it differently. I want to let our audience and our clients know who we are and why we are different because that there's a lot of part-time agents in our area. So a big question that we would get In the interview process would be like, what sets you apart from other agents? And our answer would be like, this is our only thing. Like all of our eggs are in one basket. And it is like at the utmost importance for us to do an incredible job for you because this is our livelihood. Like this is how we feed our babies. And... um, that and just like letting people get to know who we really were was awesome. So we were like, how can we create different content for our social media? Like how do we go on Instagram? How do we like make Facebook better? Like let's do videos. And then, um, my husband has always been really big into personal development. He loves reading. He like dives into everything. He listens to podcasts, YouTube videos, the whole thing. And I, he introduced me to it and he was like, you need to listen to this podcast. I'm like, what's a podcast? So, um, I started diving into it and then I was like, holy moly. And I got very obsessed with it. And I was like, babe, we need a podcast. Like, let's do a real estate podcast. And he was like, okay, cool. So we started diving into like what that would look like and how you get started and that whole nine yards. And he just like was not into it at all. My husband is very introverted, very like, he's like, he has a really thick shell that you have to like crack open and he was just not about it. And I was like, well, fine. I'll have my own podcast.
0: <laughs> <I love it.
1: laughs> Cause I'm having a podcast, whether you're on it or not. So, um, you know, I started diving more. So this is like the summer, last summer. And I was like, what does that look like? What would it be called? Like, what would I talk about? Um, cause I just like have a very wide range of topics that I'm super passionate about. So, um, and I didn't want it to just be for mamas. I wanted it to be for all women and even some men, like I didn't want to back myself into a corner. So, um, what I, I recorded a few episodes, and then we decided to launch January. And um, at first, my podcast was called The Podcast for Me because I was trying to make it for everyone else. And I was like, well, what about – what if I just make it for me? Like this is my creative outlet. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I feel is important. This is this is something for me. Um, and everybody loved it, and so that's what I launched it as – But after I launched it, I realized that it's not just a podcast. This is a whole brand that I need to expand on. And I, um, I was like, oh my gosh, I can create courses and I can have like a live event one day and I can have like a journal and all this. And so I just like went crazy and, um, I just saw like in my future, what this could become. And I was like, this isn't a podcast for me. This is the life for me. This is the life that I want to live. This is the way that I'm going to show up for the world. This is the life that God gave me. And, um, yeah, I just kind of went on a tangent, but
0: <laughs> no, I love it. Like that is so, first of all, that's so inspiring and anybody, you know, so you're, you're using this as your platform to share your message to share what God's put on your heart. And I'm always saying to people, like, if you hear a story, sometimes you might first listen to a story or a podcast or whatever it is, a video, and you might think, oh, this doesn't relate to me. But you can always find yourself in the story, I think, if you have an open mind. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? So so even though it's the life for me That's could be. I mean, that translates to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I, so I love that name, and you're so right. I'm, I'm so glad you changed it. Like, I was like when you were saying that, I was like, yes, because it's it's your brand. It's what you know how you're sharing your message with the world, not just through podcasting, but through other you know outlets as well. Whatever that ends up being for you, whether it's a journal, a course, both. What you know, whatever that ends up meaning. I absolutely love that. So, I mean, that's just extremely inspiring just to know from what, you know, where you kind of how you started out in college and you had some things that could have really um, taken you down and you could have just felt defeated and you could have just given up and, and you know, decided, well, I'm just going to live kind of a mediocre life, you know, which I think a lot of people get in that in that rut. Like they're like, "Mm, well, I guess this is all there is to life. No. Like I just, I feel like people don't dream enough. Huh? Yes.
1: I love that you said mediocre. Um, so that's been like a word that really makes me angry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I, um, there's been a lot of big changes. Like I just feel like this whole year has been like one big change after another. And it's just like constant. And one of the biggest things that like you know, having a team and having all these things is, um, I had to let someone go. I had to fire somebody because they weren't fit for a team. And the reason why I decided to let her go was because I went to a training about like how to hire people and how to find the right people and all this stuff. And it's the second time that I'd gone to this training, but something that he said clicked with me. He was like, if you want to have a mediocre life in a mediocre business, let yourself have mediocre people around you and I was like uh-uh mm-hmm. I didn't come this far to have a mediocre life like psh, I'm not doing that <laughs> So I texted my husband I was like we have to let her go and not like I and which was the hardest thing for me because I love people so much and I fi- figured out that I have a savior complex I like I want to help everybody mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't that I can't help people that I employ. Mm-hmm. They need to be pushing me. They need to be so awesome that I'm scared that they're going to take my job. That's <laughs> that's what they need to be. And um, I don't need to be pulling people along with me. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. Because that's just more, you can't, you can't, in your business, be creative and do all the things that you need to do if you don't have the right team in place and the right team behind yeah. you, and you can't feel like you're dragging them because then you never get anywhere. It's just like an uphill battle, so I mean, yeah. so exhausting yes well that so that was something that you did recently that was really hard, I suppose oh, right
1: like the hard, like I cried for like three days. Oh. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I'm, I always just try to think when we have to go through hard things like that, obviously, I know you believe as well, because we share the same faith that, you know, there's a purpose in that. There's always a purpose in your pain. Um, if you can have an, you know, an open mind and and see beyond the, the pain. Um, but also, anytime something like that happens, I'm always like, well, you know what, like for this person there's probably another opportunity position out there that she was made for, you know? And so by you freeing her and letting her go, she can go find that, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: Yeah. That's exactly the only way I got through
0: that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's, so let's, um, circle back to, um, as we wrap up to your, uh, current health journey, So, so tell us, so you're working with a health coach. Um, I'm assuming you probably have made some um, dietary modifications. Is that right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, tell us um, kind of what are you just incorporating more whole foods, less processed foods? Is there a certain way of eating that, that you're undertaking right now?
1: Um, So I have been pretty much eating whole or organic foods ever since I met my husband because he's an organic Nazi. Um, And I... Never really found, like, the importance of it or the importance. I was like, I could go get, like, a box of Velveeta mac and cheese and survive. Like, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And it's so expensive, so it was really hard for me to get on board um, with, you know, power to, like, investing in my health through good food for my body. Because, like, y'all, you can go to McDonald's and get, like, a cheeseburger for a dollar. Or you can go to, like, Whole Foods and spend $25 on, like, a hot plate. And so... (laughs) Um, it was just, it took me a really long time to like hop on that train of like spending more money on groceries and, you know, good food for my body. Um, but we've been doing that for a long time. Um, the, the reason why I started this health journey was because I was so sick and I had no energy. Like I would come home and I would be a shell of myself for my, and like my family was just getting what was left of me at the end of the day. And I was like, this is not how I want to live. This is not how I want my babies to remember their childhood is like their mama comes home and watches Netflix all day or like just cuddles them on the couch. I mean, I was snuggling them, but I was just so disconnected because my brain was just done. And so, and I was so sick and I was so fed up with being sick. I was like, there has to be something that I'm doing wrong for me to not be able to heal. And so I went to a naturopath doctor. That's how it started. And um, it was a little woo-woo. She like touched my nose and moved my arm. I don't know what happened. Um, But she told me to um, stop eating dairy, gluten, gluten grains, oats, um, and sugar. So, um, that was really difficult for me. I'm um, not the gluten or the, um, dairy, cause I didn't really eat a lot of bread or, um, you know, any milk or cheese that much anyways, but the sugar was the hardest part because I was drinking wine. I was having margaritas. I, um, But our office is upstairs from a bakery. So if I had a bad day, I'd just swing by and get me a little cupcake. (laughs) Um, So those are the things that I really struggled with. And um, it wasn't hard for me to let that go. Like, at first, it was like, oh, my gosh, I can't have a cupcake. But um, I I did it because I knew that I wanted to be healthier. So fast forward a few weeks, um, one of my friends that owns a local meal prep company, um, who it's like primal and paleo and keto style meals. Um, she started um, to be a health coach, and so she was offering this special. And, I, and my husband was like, You should do that. So I was like, Okay. So I started meeting with her, and she totally changed the way that I have a relationship with food. Um, she was like, You're doing all this stuff, you've already cut out all of these things, but are you still craving the sugar? Are you still craving things? And um, I was like, yes, I crave a glass of wine. I crave a margarita. I crave a cupcake. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, where can I find a piece of chocolate? <laughs> like, I was have so struggling so hard. So she um, helped me and she we created food affirmations together. And um, I have this really big issue with being controlled. Um, I do not like being controlled by anybody or anything. And what was controlling me was alcohol and sugar. And I got really angry. <laughs> so she said, we came up with this affirmation together is that I have control over food. Mm. And um, at first she said, food has no control over me. But for you guys that know anything about affirmations, like your brain doesn't pick up on the negative. So it just turns into food has control over me. So we flipped it around to be positive, And I said, I have control over food. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, um, you can say anything down in front of me and I can say no. Mm-hmm. So those are the two affirmations that I say before every meal. And you guys, like I have been Um, I've been sober and free of alcohol for, think almost 30 days now love and it. no sugar, um, except like no refined sugar. Mm-hmm. Like I ha- I still have like fruit or, you know, natural yes. sugar. Um, but no, like no cupcakes, no, no Snickers bars, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am feeling so amazing.
0: I love that so much because I'm constantly saying this to myself to, I'll find myself saying this to other people. I think people in general, in society don't understand how amazing they could feel. Now you were kind of like, you were pushed to like, I've got to do something. And sometimes people get to that point and and often they have to get to that point. But Uh, what if, you just decided before you got to that point of like breakdown and you know you're just not loving the way that you're showing up for your family and for other people what if you made some choices before that you got to that point and you just started to you know eat more whole foods cut out things like sugar and dairy all of those things that you mentioned i find that if people will do that that it's always like this light bulb they're like I did not even know I could have this much energy, this much mental clarity. I did not know I could feel this good. And I guess for everyone, it it is a mindset and it is something that, you know, every single person individually has to make that decision on. But that's one of the reasons that I do what I do, because I'm like, I want everybody to feel amazing. Like I know how great I feel and I just want that for every person that I know and that I encounter, you know. So um, I, I love that you shared that because sugar is, oh my goodness, we talk about this all the time because that's that's my vice. Like if I have something, I want a piece of chocolate, I want sugar, like that's my thing. And it's taken, you know, years and it's, it's a lifelong journey. Like not that I never slip up or I never, you know, but it's it's a daily choice. And I think that the food affirmations, I love that because I know so many of our listeners, this is something that they struggle with. With um, food does have control, um, you know, in many people's lives. And just saying, and guys, if you're listening and these affirmations sound totally crazy to you, trust me, I've been there. I was like, this is dumb. I'm not going to do that. Like, this is just dumb. What is this going to do? But, Then I had to tell myself, okay, what do you have to lose? Why would you not try, you know, affirmations? Mm -hmm. And I can tell you they make the hugest difference. So I love that you do that right before you eat. I think that that's, that's just awesome. I love it. And I hope that, um, and I know that it will inspire so many of our listeners and hope that they'll, they'll adopt that uh, because it's just something simple you can do and try and will be amazed at the results.
1: Oh yeah. I
0: love it all about
1: mindset.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, Jordan, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much um, for sharing your story. Uh, It was just so touching and inspirational. And I know our listeners are going to love it. So let we've talked a little bit about your podcast, but kind of um, recap, tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can find you. um, Because I know they're going to want to listen in
1: awesome thank you thank you so much for having me it's been so much fun and thank you for the privilege of sharing my story to your listeners I hope I inspired someone today um you I love to hang out on Instagram that's where you can kind of catch my day today um I and my podcast is called the life for me podcast I'm on iTunes Spotify Stitcher probably something else (laughs) um and you can also um, find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Jordan English the life for me. Um, and the reason why I point out my Facebook page is because I have a Facebook group connected to that called the life for me, lady entrepreneurs. And that is a great place to connect and find like-minded women that will always support you no matter what you're going through.
0: Thank you for spending time with us today. For free resources and materials, head over to anaturalshift.com and make sure to follow us on social media. You'll find those links in the show notes. It would mean so much to us if you would leave a review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of. Share this episode with someone that you know would love it. This is how we can get our message out to more people. And until next time, don't forget to take the upgrade in some small way today.